Hey guys, welcome to the Marriage Millennials Podcast. It is 7.10 p.m. on Tuesday, October 30th. Welcome back, and thanks for listening again. And if you're new, hey, we're your hosts, Rochelle. And Samuel Shayola. We're the creators of MarriageMillennials.com, which is a blog that discusses God's design for family, teaches millennials to honor Christ before marriage, and prepares them for family. Pretty much, we teach millennials to honor Christ before a spouse and with one, while preparing them for family, if that is a current desire they have. All right, and before we get started, as always, we want to tell you where to keep the convo going with us after the end of the podcast, as well as some housekeeping for the site. This will be posted on marriageformillennials.com, so if you have any questions, feel free to comment below on that post, or you can also visit the Facebook page, backslash MFMillennials. Rose Twitter handle and IG handle are at Rochelle Shayola, and mine is at Samuel Shayola, so feel free to follow and talk with us there as well. Also, the podcast is on iTunes and SoundCloud, so subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. Just type Marriage Millennials in the search bar and it will pop up for you. Last thing, if you've been following or even if you haven't, there are a ton of cool things on the site, from books to free courses, products, and more. So feel free to check those out as well. Alrighty, guys, let's jump in. Hey, guys. What's going on? We are back with another podcast. Uh, we just got off of work. Well, at least I did. You usually get off earlier than me. Just a little bit, yeah. Yeah, so I'm just kind of just coming in. Um, but we had a great topic that we wanted to talk about. So um, here we are. Pretty good weekend. We just came back from Arizona Sunday morning. Um, uh, Hubs flew in on Thursday and I flew in Friday. Mm-hmm. Had a good time at the uh, <clears throat> at, had a good time on business and get it out. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> clear my throat there for a second. <clears throat> had a good time on business out there, and we uh, we did did a little hiking out there as well. Spent some time with some uh, friends and family, and uh, yeah, we, we it was amazing. Yeah, if you want to see a cactus or cacti, <laughs> yep. go to Arizona. They're everywhere. Oh, yeah. Everywhere. Um, but it was such a good time. The hiking was amazing on the trails and um, just the scenery of the resort. It was just such a good time. And it was so relaxing. They have cactus like we have pine trees. <laughs> yeah, like, like it's, it was everywhere. It was just a lot. Um, and, yeah. they're you know, the cactus are protected. So it's just like... A whole thing. But nevertheless, we had such a great time. Um, I cannot wait to go back. It was pretty relaxing, and I enjoyed it. It was like a little mini vacation for remember me. That, remember that little sound you made when you first landed? I know. It's like... <laughs> like the, the tumbleweeds. That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was, totally gives you that... That, uh, that western road vibe. Roadrunner, wily Coyote out in the desert type of vibe. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So that was our weekend. We hope you had a good one as well. So, we are here to talk about leaving and cleaving. Like I say every podcast, you know the title because you clicked it. So, yes, we're talking about leaving and cleaving. Um, During our, I guess, journey to the altar, during our premarital counseling, I need to get it out now, um, we were told by our counselors, you know, you need to make it clear that you're leaving and cleaving you need to make a clear leave and cleave it even got to the point where sam and i were like coming up with a joke like we're gonna get t-shirts that say like uh i left Left. and she cleft like with arrows and so yeah so we want to talk about that we want to talk about what that looks like and the feelings that come with that sometimes it kind of feels like people tell you to hey just leave and cleave and they they just kind of throw you out into the wolves and Mm -hmm. that's all you hear 
it's like, is there a support group for people who've just like left and cleft because we're out <laughs> here? It's, it's a lot. It can be a lot. Um, mm-hmm. if you have no one to talk to, so talk to us this podcast. So yeah. Um, Celia, we're going to get into that today. We're going to talk about leaving and cleaving. And again, like I said, the feelings, um, that nobody is talking about. Babe? So like when you're, when you're leaving and cleaving, what, what is, what do these things like symbolize? Like, what is it exactly that when a man leaves his mother and father, what is he symbolizing when he cleaves to his wife? Well, essentially to your wife, um, you are taking the role of her father. That is exactly what you're doing. Um, her father used to um, clothe her. He used to sh- uh, provide shelter for her, feed her, um, provide protection. Uh, he was a visionary for how he wanted you know, her life as far as to go and stuff like that. So that is very, very close to what it is that you're, you're essentially trying to provide for your wife once you have left your own family left from under the headship of your own father and mother and gone into the headship of your, um, and gone to, and gone into your own headship where you're the the leader of your house. Yeah. And, um, same thing for wives. Um, your husband is now your protector. He's your um, main provider. You're no looking for, you're no longer looking for your dad anymore to uh, fulfill those, um, those roles. Um, he is your priest giving you vision and profit and all that stuff for your household. That's no longer, um, your father. I think what we're trying to say here is in order for you to understand, um, leaving and cleaving, you have to understand what marriage means and the symbols um, that are being done when your father, you know, walks you down the aisle and he presents you to your husband. Um, These are traditional things that signify things. Mm -hmm. And so, yes. um, So the reason why you're even at the point to where you're leaving and cleaving is because when you joined as one, what you are saying is I am now moving from my parental upbringing i'm moving out of the nest and i am getting ready to create my own um and so that can be tough or hard or just awkward um depending on how young you get married what your mindset is when you get married um you know and various things um so i think it benefits us to you know dissect those feelings that way we know that they're okay they're natural and um we know what to do when those feelings arise right there's there is a proper way to think about these things in regards to when these feelings arise as we say um you know you don't you don't you think we want you to think through these things but we don't want you to lead with emotion but we want it to be accompanied by emotion. So it's okay to feel these feelings of anxiety or even excitement or whatever it is you might feel during these things, but there is a proper way as far as to go about executing in this particular, um, in, on this particular topic. So, you know, it makes you think about things like, um, what we, what we call imposter syndrome, right? You want to go ahead and elaborate on that? Yeah, so pretty much imposter uh, imposter syndrome is well-known term. I can't get it right today, can I, guys? Um, it's pretty <laughs> much a well-known term that is just just second-guessing yourself. Um, am I fit to be here or to take on this role? Do I belong here? Um, and I think as newlyweds, we all think that. It's like we are young and 
you know, you imagine growing up and you hear about your wedding and then it happens and you're like, wow, like I'm really getting married. I'm really about to walk down this aisle. I'm really, I really have a husband, a whole husband out here and a whole wife out here. Mm. And, but I still feel young. I still feel, you know, dependent a little. I still feel like I call the shots now. This is interesting. And so sometimes you feel like, you know, who, who should listen to me? Who am I? Like, right. you, you know, can you imagine? It's like you're, you've always looked up to mom and dad this entire time. They've held this coveted role of mom and dad, husband and wife. And now you're finally coming into that role and you're wondering whether or not you're worthy of the title, you know? And, um, I think that there's, there's a couple of different ways to kind of look at this, right? In one sense, you are worthy in the sense that you're no more, you're, you're no less worthy than anyone else. So what I mean by that is that, um, your mom and dad are sinners. They are flawed sinners and they are saved by grace. Amen. But it did not prevent them from being a husband to their spouse or being a wife to their spouse. It did. They didn't allow the the idea of the perfect to prevent them from progressing forward in life. And that is something that a lot of people get stuck on. They say to themselves, well, you know, I don't have this yet. I don't have this perfected yet. I don't have that perfect. Yeah, you don't. Guess what? You don't. And nobody does. Yet marriage has continued for 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 millennia, six millennia, right? So we know that when it comes down to it, the, we are not going to allow perfectionism to hinder our our going forward in marriage. Yes, and God is sovereign, right? So you are more than qualified and capable. And even the things that you don't understand, um, God will show you those things along the way. Exactly. And that's going to come with stumbling. That's going to come with success. That's going to come with celebrations. That's going to come with breakdowns. That's going to come with anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to come with many things. Um, but he knew what he was doing when he put you there um, at the altar. And he knew you could handle this. Yeah. Um, I think that's something that we had to learn. Um, and that we've seen others kind of teach us. So yeah. the imposter syndrome, this word is going to kill me today. Imposter. That that word, um, it's normal and it's natural, but it's not something that um, should hinder you in your decision making. It's not something that should make you hesitant um, when you want to be the head of your household or when you want to, you know, be the submissive one in your household. Um Take on those roles and take them on confidently. Just know that you can do this. Everything that you're attempting to do by yourself, you cannot do. But it is through Christ that you can do all things. Right. When we were getting married, um, you know, everyone says, um, you know, put Christ first, put Christ at the center. And man, I was just one of those people who was just like, what are you talking about? Like, what does that mean? Like, why do you keep saying this cliche thing of keeping God first? And I think as we have, um, you know, kind of done devotionals daily together and just have literally have grown in Christ, it makes total sense. Like, you cannot do it without him. And not to be cliche, but you just can't like you won't under you won't be able to say okay i'm going to allow god to be sovereign you won't be able to say okay i'm going to trust him he knows all things and he 
gifts all things, you will not be able to understand that if Christ is not at the head of your marriage. Right. Amen. And, um, you know, there, there's also the aspect of like the parents. So like when you leave and cleave, we already talked about the cleave part. You're cleaving to your wife. Your wife is cleaving to you. But who are you leaving? You're leaving these people that you have honored, hopefully, <laughs> and that right. you love so much, you know? And, and I, I believe that it's going to be this thing like what we call growing pains. Like, because you're separating from someone that you've, through, you're separating from a household that you've known all your life, there's going to be aspects in which you're not necessarily going to go immediately in the direction that they are advising that you go in, right? So this happened with me um, where, you know, maybe my mom or my dad wanted me to go in one particular direction um, right after I got married. And I just personally, based off of my own household and based off of the, based off of the, the, the details of what I know between me and my wife and how we can operate, it's not going to work that way. It, it, it can't work that way. And are they going to be necessarily happy with that? They're not. They're not going to be happy with that. But that's okay, though, because they recognize, you know what? Sam is his own man now. He has his own house, and he has to deal. He has to He has to manage that himself. Yeah, and, you know, we're not here to tell you that, oh, you know, just tell your parents that, you know, I have my own family now, and it'll be kumbaya in the backyard. We're not saying that at all. Sometimes that is going to come with conflict. Um, at the end of the day, your parents, they've birthed you, they've raised you, and your parents, in a sense, live vicariously through you. Yep. And so sometimes they're like, how could this person that is me how could they go another way? Was I an inadequate parent because they went another yeah. way? Like so many feelings are ha- are happening and that have nothing to do with you. But they will be expressed in ways that aren't the most fun sometimes. Um, and so, you know, the anger is natural. It's also okay. It's And it's okay to not let that anger um, deter you from your family's vision. Yeah, and 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 there are ways. By the way, you can be respectful to your parents while telling them no at the same time, while firmly telling them no. Yeah, I think we talked about this on the last podcast. It's like it's not you know putting a bullhorn out there and just saying no, 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 no. You know, I don't care what you say. Right. There's a right way to go about it. Yeah, exactly. There's a God honoring way to do it. And um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and so we all have them. Um, you have those things. I think for us, um, the topic that we've been talking about lately is um, when to uh, have kids. Um, we kind of know what we're looking to do, um, but you know, of course. Everyone has their opinions, right? Don't have a baby too soon. Don't have a baby too late. Have one right now. Have one yesterday. Have one tomorrow. You know, there's just so many different things. And, um, you know, I'll be honest, being confident in saying this is my desire is not the easiest thing for me. Um, and, you know, I we sometimes my friends have to say, listen, Ro, it's your decision. Like, it's you and Sam's decision what you guys want to do in regards to expanding your family. Mm -hmm. And so we just kind of wanted to show you just a somewhat personal, without giving too much detail, aspect of, you know, how it impacts our marriage personally. Yeah, it definitely does. And, you know, like like she said, we we have heard those things where people 
are using their inf- levels of influence to try to pressure us towards, you know, when to have kids and stuff like that. And, um, you know, thankfully, Rochelle and I have already agreed on when we want to have kids. And uh, He wants one yesterday. <laughs> well, we've come to a mutually agreed upon decision. And, and, I, and I think as um, her husband and her as my wife that we are definitely comfortable with that mm-hmm. um and yeah it's just it, it, there really th- there's no need for any further explanation right. past that point you right. know um i think that there can be an aspect to which you look at other people's advice and you think of it as foolish which i don't think is necessarily the way you always need to look at it but you take everything with a grain of salt and then you make your decision is what yeah, I would say. Count the cost and then make a move. Yeah. So we talked about imposter sy- syndrome. We talked about anger. And now I want to talk about sadness, right? Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's not all bad, you know? Sometimes you just genuine, genuinely miss your parents. Like, you know, living with them, being in the house. Say you lived with your parents all the way up until you got married. That is a completely different experience. Like, you know, you're doing life with someone for the first go around. You're figuring out their living habits. You know, are they messy? Are they super OCD with their organization? Mm-hmm. You know, just... And everything in between, right? And sometimes it's just like, oh, I miss when it just used to be so easy and mom had dinner downstairs. Like, why do I have to, like, do all this? Right. And so um, sadness is a is an emotion, too. Sometimes you just, you want to, you know, go back home and do things like it used to be. Or maybe if you lived on your own before you got married, um, you're like, yeah, like, why do I have to, like, take care of a whole other person? I was used to my things, my way. And it's the same thing. You're just reminiscing on how things um, used to be exactly. um, with you and your parents. Mm-hmm. And, and and when you're reminiscing, uh, one thing I'd like to add is just simply that you want to make sure that you don't fall into the temptation. It's very easy to fall into the temptation of comparison. Um, your parents had time to grow. You need to also give you and your spouse time to grow. There is a visualization that you have of the mature you, and you're basing that based off of the mature parents that you that you see currently, or the mature life that you grew up in. Right. And so, when you're reminiscing, you know, be sure not to try to be so particular in duplicating those things in your marriage, because sometimes it may just not work for your family structure that you're building yeah and even there's there's also the the aspect in which some of those things are fruits of the holy spirit like and we know we've talked about this before where fruits take time to grow that's why they're called fruits in the first place these are these are spiritual gifts that maybe you and your spouse you're not as mature as your parents are right now in their walk with the lord but you will grow into that and you will have those things or maybe you're completely different but better like you know what i mean like maybe you have better theology uh Mm. in a sound way than your parents so the the way that you structure your family isn't gonna look like what you were raised in um Mm. just because you know when you know better you do better right um so that's another aspect as well um but yeah i think um off of that sadness no more gloomy talk um (laughs) our last um feeling is happiness right happiness and um you know the whole purpose of marriage i want to start with by saying is is not necessarily to make you happy but the product of marriage is 
happiness. Um, the the purpose of marriage, however, is to make you a better person. It's it's a and if you want to know what person that is, that person that you're being made into, as far as that better person is, namely Jesus Christ. And um, you know, the goal of marriage isn't necessarily to make you more more of a jovial person. Um, you will have more joy and more cheer and glee in life as a result of being a better person, but it is not essentially to make you a better person. But part of being a better person is living with, you know, difficulty, learning to live with pain, learning to, you know, not let all these things get to your head. And, um, you know, I have the analogy that I always had in my head of like, it's like a baseball player. If, if, if you have a pitcher, he's pitching down, down a home plate Typically, if it, if he's just pitching and there's no batter there, you're going to say to yourself, well, he seems like a good pitcher, but compared to what? Now, if he starts, if you put a, if you put a batter there and he pitches and he strikes out every batter, then you would say that's a good pitcher, right? But then on the flip side, if he puts a batter there and every batter is connecting on every pitch that he throws at him, then you'll be like, oh, that pitch is not so great. You know, maybe I'm saying that just to say, you know, be more like Hank Aaron. But uh, no, nah, what I'm really trying to say is that it's not necessarily what comes at you, but how you react to what comes at you that will make you happy in life. There are things that are not going to be comfortable that come at you that are not they're, not, they're not, they're not the happiest of things, but the way that you react to those things in making you a better person will make you happier. And so um, I would add when when you experience that happiness, because you will at various points in your marriage, mm-hmm. um, be confident in the fact that you are happy. It feels so good to start a family. And I feel like, you know, people don't talk about the good enough you know like we talk about the uncertainty we talk about the anxiety we talk about the fear of the unknown but people don't talk about the joy and um the laughter and the pretty much a sleepover with your best friend that you're having for the rest of your life life. and then you have little people who look like you and act like you that you invite into that sleepover until they're 18 um so that's another feeling that we want to encourage you to just be confident in the happiness of it all, the happiness of doing life with um, someone with Christ at the center. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Did you have anything else you wanted to add? I think I think we've covered all the emotions that can that come to mind when you're leaving and cleaving. Yeah, and I'm sure there's more. Um, and, Happiness, you know, sadness. You can listen to another podcast for the anger. other feelings <laughs> that we didn't address. Um, but yes, um, again, be encouraged, be confident. Uh, you got this. This is your family. Um, you're going to rock it out um, with all the stumbles and graces that will come with marriage. Well, alrighty, guys, we are going to wrap this up and say good night. Um, we are going to uh, work on some other topics to roll out. And I think we're going to um, really give you guys some good content in the weeks mm-hmm. to come, as well as some other surprises as well. Got so, some more video stuff coming up. Yep, yep, yes. Um, we did do a video last week um, titled um, What a Man Must Be If you should take him seriously. Right. Um, that is still on YouTube. Just type in Marriage Millennials on YouTube and I believe it'll come up. Um, or if you follow us on any of our social media platforms, the link should be there somewhere. 
Um, thank you again for listening to our podcast. I just checked our um, uh, gospel music podcast that we did a while back, and we're at like three thirty three hundred views. That is amazing for us, you know, just starting. Um, so thank you for all of you guys who continue to listen. We truly enjoy you guys, and um, yes. so thankful. Please like and share the millennial, the Marriage for Millennials podcast with your friends and family. And uh, we hope to see you again soon or hear from you, hear from you again soon. All right, guys, you have a great rest of your week and weekend. Bye.